Thank you so much, David, for joining Really Specific Stories. It's great to have you on as a listener of podcasts. And I want to kick off the conversation by asking you a very broad question. How did you first get into podcasts? That's a really good question because sometimes I try and think about that. I think the first experience I had was following Russell Ivanovich, who worked for, I think, Shifty Jelly at the time. And they used to make uh, Pocket Weather, the Australian uh, weather app. And I'm pretty sure that was sort of my first big exposure when they released um, Pocket Cast app way back then. And I think that's when I really started to um, look into it a bit more seriously. I think Apple did have, you know, like a foray into it at that, but I wasn't really doing much that needed it at the time. Uh, I had a young family Cars didn't have great ability to listen to external devices. Like it's hard to believe, you know, to plug in, say, your iPhone in and listen to something was very hard work. So, you know, it was a much harder time to listen to podcasts. So I think just when I went for a walk, I might have given it a go uh, at that stage. But I think as the as the tech developed or I got into, I, I know my biggest time was um, I'm a runner and I was listening to music when I first started running, which I think is what most people do. And then I think I found as I ran more, I got bored of listening to music and wanted something to just kill the time, you know, like in your in your head. And that's when I really started getting into podcasts then and, you know, discovering more, you know, through, through the apps. I think, yeah, I think I, I switched around in different podcast apps uh, depending but certainly, I think that was sort of a kickoff, if that's a strange way of doing it, just someone releasing an app and go, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a go um, from there. That's really interesting. So, podcasting became a thing for you, as you said, to kill the time while running. As opposed to music, what was the thing about these shows early on that you were listening to that drew you in? Why were they more engaging than music? Oh, I think definitely like appealing to interests that I had. So, Definitely in the tech space was somewhere that I suppose I went straight into and trying those sorts of podcasts out. I think my first experience was, oh, I'm going to pause while I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's that one? Uh, it was a big one. Oh, Leo Laporte. Can you remember its name? Yes, yes. What was that one called? Could you remember? Was it This Week in Tech or? Yes. Okay. I might have got the name wrong, but yes, Leo Laporte. Yeah, so like the the tech ones, definitely this week in tech was something mainly because that's, you know, like when you're first getting into podcasts, you just look at the top 10 charts and start experimenting. I think that's a really big space for getting people, you know, like that first experience where it certainly was for me. And then I think as I just started following different people on Twitter, you'd find like other Twitter users that may have a podcast or you know, like start mentioning other things and other places. So that was definitely it. So I suppose it was the hook in, in in getting into my interests that I weren't seeing, wasn't seeing in other spaces, I guess. And what kinds of thing were you taking from the content? What was it about not only your interest in technology, but what were you gaining in your consumption of these podcasts? I suppose just hearing that, the voice of it all um, and you know, developing a relationship because I think once you start listening to the same podcast regularly, you get to pick up on the personalities of the hosts and, you know, like there's a difference between writing and like writing, reading someone's writing 
doesn't always give away that personality where when they're just talking ad hoc about it, it's not scripted, it's not edited, I find that's easier to get, you know, like develop that relationship. So I suppose you you get that hook that way, which sometimes like leads to stop listening to a podcast. You feel like you do feel um, a connection to those hosts, even though they don't know who you are. And yeah, you feel like you're like, oh, you know, how do I give up some of these podcasts because I don't have time, say, when when you do feel like it's it's your weekly catch up with them. That's an interesting point, stopping listening to podcasts. How have your habits or preferences over time since then changed? Undoubtedly, you've stopped listening to some, started listening to others. Can you tell me the story of how that's progressed? Um, that varies. So sometimes it could be um, just changes in the content or, you know, like the general feeling. I suppose I stopped listening to that particular This Week in Tech mainly because I felt like the hosts um, were going in a different direction in their um, enjoyment of the technology I was. I think, I mean, it was a number of years ago, but they, I think they started getting into using like Android devices and I was more interested in, in using an iPhone. So that was like... Um, yeah, just a change in opinion and I wasn't so much interested in listening to that. And then I started to find more, you know, like you find podcasts at the time. I think that was when I found the prompt around that time and ATP. So they those sorts felt a bit more, you know, like not so produced but also like appealing to what I was interested in as well. So I suppose that's one thing is losing sort of like that connection with them but also – you know, just there's been like a number of things that have changed, you know, depending on like say the network might make a choice. Um, being bought out by Spotify um, actually is an influence, you know, especially when they put it behind Spotify itself. So I used to, I think there's a few um, good podcasts that have been bought up by Spotify that then go behind that wall of Spotify. And I'm not interested in that. I'd prefer to, you know, like be able to access my podcast from anywhere, you know, like not the platform. I've cut back on podcasts just, you know, just like I suppose the the other one is depending on how much I'm running is how much I can get through. So if I'm training a lot, I can get through more. And there was a period of time where I was running, listening to podcasts and driving to work uh, half an hour each way that I was just getting through a very lot of podcasts um, and then my wife and I fostered a daughter and she comes to work with me, like she in the same school. So I had to cut back on my podcast because obviously they don't appeal to a five-year-old at all. <laughs> so then you have to make that decision or what makes the cut and, and you, and you do have to get pretty tough about it and say, look, that one's good, but I just don't have time in my day anymore to listen to it. So it's just refining that process of picking them. I suppose at that time it is really like which ones have the most personal connection with you in a lot of ways that that happens if it's not interest-based. And then this year I decided I wanted to get into, I suppose it wasn't a negative to, to podcasts, but I did want to try listening to more audiobooks. So that was a, a stage where I just went, okay, I run, you know, like I should be running and it might sound scary, about eight hours a week. So I can fit wow. into, I can fit in like midweek, get through 
like listening to audiobooks, so through the week, and then on the weekend I just listen to podcasts. So that's something I've done this year just as a mindful activity, nothing like negative to podcasts. So then it made it a really tough cull, like I really got pretty tough on it. And even then I've been, the ones that I do have is more because I really enjoy what what they're adding to, you know, like to my life uh, in, in that regard. So, yeah, like it's trying to stay positive and, yeah. No, that's wonderful. I, I can tell that you're you're getting a lot out of your fandom, it seems, in a sense, or, or shared interests with the hosts that you're following. Yeah, definitely, because the, the ones that I choose, it's like, uh, am I covering, like do I get to listen to the enough tech that I want to listen to? Do I get to, uh, I, I really like watching TV shows and movies, so I've got a podcast that I've found and I've listened to them for a long time, like through the shows that they recalled or they, they watch. Um, so that's a network called um, Bold Move. They're pretty obscure. I don't know how big they are, but it's just something I discovered years ago. I think they they were more watching TV shows that interested me. Yeah, I've just stuck with them. So I know, even though like, so that's something that I don't know, you, you watch TV shows, you might be the only person in your house that watches them um, or friends, and then you feel like you listen to these podcasts and you're having that conversation with them. So even though you're never replying to them like live, you're listening to them going, oh, yeah, that's what I mm. thought too or that's interesting. Like there's almost like a brain conversation going on, which is quite, you know, weird. But, yeah, like I, I find that something that I get something out of. I get to have the um, water cooler talk um, in my head with people that don't even know I'm really listening. Yeah. So, yeah, so the the podcasts I listen to now are very into, like I have some attachment to them. That's fascinating. So, like when you mentioned that certain podcasters went from the devices that you associated with to things like Android or other ecosystems, was that kind of that change in fandom or focus that affected that kind of connection that you had with them personally, even though you weren't speaking to them? Is that what you're kind of describing? Yeah, I suppose, especially it was like they, they were expressing, I suppose, their interest going another way for whatever reason. And I suppose it didn't fit with what I was seeing at the same time. So I suppose they're, like you could say, they, they, they decided that there was features on Android devices that they liked. And I went, well, I don't really care for that. I prefer what, you know, Apple's doing. Like it may sound weird, Mm. but it was kind of like, and to be honest, they don't know who I am. It's not like breaking up with a best friend, you know, like, but even now if if someone says to me, I've got this Android device, I I don't um, judge them for it. Like you just say, okay, that's fine. Like I'm not going to take anything away, but when they're on a podcast, you can just stop listening to them where in real life you you do have to keep them as your friend. So, <laughs> yeah, so I suppose that was the thing there. But it could change in just like the way that I suppose that they use technology could be different. That could be even a part of it. And even like the TV shows, ones that I watch or listen to, oh, sorry, that I listen to, you know, like if they're watching a show that I don't watch or have no interest in, then you just skip that episode. So, they're a bit more easier to do. But if it's a weekly mm. sort of chat sort of panel, you don't really know what you're going to get until they start talking. And I suppose if their journey is going in a different direction, then that's fine. And I suppose, yeah, yeah, that's it. Can I mention your podcast and why I listen to it or is that another question? 
by all means, it's uh, wherever you want to go. So um, I have oh, no expectation okay. about what you may say about <laughs> our show, but yeah, please, where that fits in to your view or your experience, go for it. Yeah, so I discovered Hemispheric Views through, I'm on an iMessage chat with some random people that we got together mm-hmm. on the internet. And I don't know if they'd describe it any other way than that, uh, but we all chat through iMessage. Believe it or not, you can have a group chat through the world in iMessage. Um, <laughs> we all persevere. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it's uh, it's a great little chat group and there's a guy on there called Gabrielle or Gabs um, and he sort of recommended um, Hemispheric Views and don't know if I knew at the time that there was Australians on it, but, um, you know, like I think I just gave it a go. And, I, I mean, obviously that was a massive hook and especially having someone from Perth, it was even, you know, like even more of a hook. Like how can you, you know, like it's very rare to find someone, you know, not just in Australia but in Perth that you could, you know, have that like relate to. So I suppose, again, that's that personal attachment, like, you know, Andrew might bring up stuff that, you know, is Perth specific and you're like, mm. I know what he's talking about. Um, he certainly does, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, like, <laughs> you don't get that normally in shows. So that was definitely helpful um, and I love the rivalry um, to into America as well. But I suppose the the biggest the thing that I do like about that show is that you, you all seem very down to earth and, you know, just enjoying the tech, never too critical and yeah, using it for, I suppose, all the right reasons. Like I never feel like, and you may change when you become multimillionaires, but like you don't feel like oh, you well. just buy tech for the sake of tech and um, which is kind of fits me better. I think that's, you know, and in my experience, not to put any like negative on there, but some podcasts mm. like ATP and Connected, I've stopped listening to just because I found they like as much as they love the tech or they complain about the tech, it was starting to get like they have a lot more disposable income to buy whatever they want. And okay. it was that was the the barrier there I was finding is like, you know, but in some regard I understand that they have to buy that because that's what their job is to talk about, you know, the latest and greatest thing. Sure. But I did find that a bit like when you can afford any any tech, you're not as critical in some ways because it's not like you know like a problem they just go oh okay i'll just sell it and get something else you know what i mean like that that's what i was finding i don't know how that yeah so that's why i like hemispheric views it's just like down to earth and yeah well that's that's lovely to hear thank you it's always nice to receive listener feedback this is a good way to receive it (laughs) <laughs> so it sounds to me like across the different podcasts that you've listened to and where you've arrived at today, is it fair to say that a key word is relatability? Yeah, I think so. If I'm reflecting back on why I choose something, it's it's got to relate to it's got to relate to me and how I'm feeling and what I'm trying to get out of it at the time. You've got to have that connection somehow. You know, like I, I've listened to true crime podcasts before. Case file, I think, is a big one. And I listen to lots of them, I think, like all the way through from zero to into the hundreds. And then I found it was starting to get a bit depressing because it's quite (laughs) quite serious what it's going through. And I suppose what was happening is, you know, like I don't go for a run to sort of, I want it to be a positive experience. So as much as I like the show, don't take anything away from it. It was starting to be 
they cover some pretty gritty topics. If you're not in the right mindset, I might have not listened to it, but also it was like, I just don't want to think about it anymore. I'm, I'd like to think about more positive things, I guess. But then I do listen to Darknet Diaries, which is very, you know, that hacking uh, podcast, which I really like. And I suppose that just, um, I suppose maybe because that's not as dark in like, you know, like what sort of crimes people are doing. But, um, you know, I suppose it's that tech angle as well that I really get into. Now I've forgotten what you actually originally asked me. <laughs> what did you say? Sorry. No, 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 that's good. No, it was, um, it's really about how you're engaging with um, with different shows and that relatability. But where you go, that's where I go. So, I'll, well, I'll add to that then. Go, go. I, Yeah, so the other one is like, even like I'll, I'll pose this as like, but this is, I suppose, me in some ways is like mm. if I, I listen to, say, some running podcasts, I've listened to them before, even them I find as much as I'm a runner and I enjoy it, it's like listening to the same stories again and again. So it's just interviewing the same people talking about sure. their running journey. So even though I really like running, the ones I enjoy the most is might be how to get better at what you're doing and stuff like that. So mm. yeah, it's a funny one. And then sometimes like I get injured, so I can't run. It's like, I really don't want to listen about how great everyone else is at running. Like <laughs> it's, it's like mentally the last thing you want to listen to. So yeah, it does. They're, they're, they're more the difficult ones. I don't, I don't know how other people go, but yeah. So what I'm gathering here, that there are differences in context for what you want to listen to that will affect the topic or the genre that you want to engage with. So you've mentioned you've listened to different genres of podcasting or different formats. You also engage with TV shows and then fan content that's connected to that. Then there's audio books. I'm wondering what you feel other than that, or you can expand on this if you want to, other than that relation to the podcast hosts you're listening to, are there things about podcasting for better or worse, you know, affordances or disadvantages that you notice when you're consuming them as opposed to something like audiobooks or TV? What things have you discovered? I think the best thing about podcasts is, and it could be as worse, is there's a lot out there. So you can find something that that you can latch on to. And I always say to people, always look at something you're interested in. Um, so whenever some, I, th- I mean, less people do it now because I think they they are far more popular. But people used to say, "Oh, what should I listen to?" And I don't normally necessarily recommend my shows. It's more just start searching for a particular topic that you're interested in, and then just start from there and and see how that fleshes out. So I suppose that's the biggest one is that they're very topic based, and I suppose it's that personal. Like it's the personality that comes through it as well. So even some of the highly produced ones, you can get the personality of the host. So that's in there. I'm less inclined to go with, I suppose, scripted ones. I think I've tried um, ones that are more like radio show, radio plays. Now, whether I've always picked one, uh, you know, I'm a bit dubious of the voice actors ability to voice act mm-hmm. I suppose that's been the biggest hindrance so if I feel like they're not without being negative they're not very good they're not very good so I can't immerse myself in there because um you know like I can't get past that which is you know the type of person I am I guess so that's the difference there so that's what I, I feel like a pod the podcasts are like they give you much more opportunities and other stuff 
obviously music's always good for um, like when I do run and I do say I'm doing an interval session um, where I'm, I want to run fast, then music's obviously a good choice because you get that, you know, like more, you know, I listen to sort of techno sort of like high beat rate sort of music that, you know, like encourages you to run faster. That's much more easier to run to than a couple of people talking about their iPhone. <laughs> I imagine <laughs> so. so. Yeah. Um, so like, so that comes into it, but I might do the warm up and the cool down listening to a podcast and then switch to the music as I'm running just because music can affect your running speed. And I want to make sure um, I keep that in line. That's a, another thing I would say spoken content when you're trying to run slow, it will help you do that because it, you know, like as soon as you put different musics on it, it will make you like either run to the beat of the music or whatever. So yeah, if you're running out there and you want to get better at running, you don't have to always run fast. And if you want to run slow, don't listen to music. Sorry, that's a side. Mm. But, um, and then the audiobooks, you know, like it's just fitting in that, like another sort of method of listening and trying that out. And it's actually worked out quite well. So I suppose I was listening to a book last year, but on and off. And then it was this year that I really did make the commitment that, you know, like I, I want to get through a series and the main reason was I was I wanted to get through the whole Expanse book series which is nine books and I think they're all about 20 hours each and I thought if I listen to them for half an hour a week that's going to take a long time um so I kind of went I want to give this a go it's it I've, I'm really enjoying it I'm I sort of got to the end of book six and then listened to a couple of other ones so the Midnight Library and Honeybee just as a little break from that series. But to me, that obviously shows I'm enjoying listening to audiobooks as well. But yeah, I, I don't know. It may change and I'll, there's more podcasts coming into my queue that, you know, like I want to listen to and that will adjust. Yeah. It seems like you spend, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, a good deal of time thinking about the reason why you're listening to things. And I don't mean that as a criticism. It's a uh, you're choosing and selecting things depending on what you want to get out of it or the context in uh, which you're listening. Is that something you've always been very aware of or is that something that's developed over time? How actively is this in your brain? Um, I think being like critical about what I do in my everyday life has developed over time for sure. I think there's a lot of people that like that do do that, but certainly yeah, I'm more and more of it. It's like there's only a certain number of minutes in the day and, you know, like I want to get, want to make sure that I'm, I'm, I'm getting the most in that I want to and getting the right thing to happen around me. So, you know, like whether it is, like I say, um, you know, listening, what I'm choosing to listen to or read or, you know, what's on my devices, it's, 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 there's a lot of critical thinking going on in, in that process. But it has developed over time. I'm not young. I'm, what, 40, 44. So uh, when you ask my 20-year-old self, I think it might have been a bit more, <laughs> yeah, just random and, yeah, yeah, not really know. I, I feel like at this age I know myself a lot better than I did when I was younger um, and I don't try and, I suppose, be someone else. I just go, this is, this is what I am and this is how I want to do things, yeah. Fantastic. And... You mentioned earlier that there was this 
iMessage group that you're on. And what you just said then reminded me uh, when you said that you're trying to balance time or select things, you know, that fit within your busy day. When it comes to communication with other listeners or fans or people who are in that kind of tech podcasting sphere, how do you balance discussion actively with other fans with the listening and everything else in your day? Do you, does that play a big role in your day or is that less so? Yeah, that's that's actually a really good question because um, I suppose two things like, you know, the with the Hemispheric Fuse has got the Discord channel mm-hmm. the and then I've got this iMessage group um, mm-hmm. and I've tried to join some others before. I think Bubble Sort, that, that show um, has a Slack channel that I think I jumped into and I have found it difficult even um, – Relay FM, I think I tried that for a month and they have a Discord channel and mm-hmm. that was probably a really tough experience because I think there's so many people in there. I mean, okay. I haven't figured out. It's actually something that I almost wanted to ask in the Hemispheric Views Discord, how do people handle their notifications because, mm. you know, like that 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 Discord channel can go quite heavy and there's I don't think there's heaps of people in there. Like it's quite a sensible mm size but um you know you do find sometimes that there's a discussion going on and my apple watch is just going bang 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 (laughs) i mean i do use focus modes on my devices so during the day while i'm at work i don't get any discord chat and i think the iMessage group that i'm in doesn't have notifications but i do get badge icons so, yeah, so one of them is having those notifications and trying to deal with that. Um, the iMessage group, I mean, most people aren't in my time zone. So mm. what I find is I wake up to a lot of notifications and there'll be dribs and drabs in the morning and in the evening. So I, I don't, I suppose I still get to engage a bit, you know, like in those times, but that one works pretty good for me because because of that, like, I'll wake up and I can go through the threads and they're normally still awake because Perth time to America is pretty good, I think, um, mm. that it might be yesterday evening. But the Hemispheric Views one, that one's always a bit trickier. Like I've turned it off completely and then I found mm. myself I just didn't go on there because I had no notifications. I don't have Discord on my home screen. And then, you know, suddenly just go, oh, I haven't been on that Discord channel for ages. And so I sort of jump back in and then it's like, do I mute certain channels? Because say the game channel doesn't necessarily, like it's not, Mm. you know, necessarily my wheelhouse. So that's a question that I do actually keep going. Do I, how do I post this on here and say, how do you guys keep on top of it? Especially you guys as the host, like, you know, like joining in. Yeah, I suppose you might feel like you're, need to reply in some ways. I don't know if you do. You might think about that yourself. But, um, you know, like I, at least I don't have to feel like it's it's not my – I don't own it, so I don't have to um, ever feel like I have to reply to anything unless someone tags me. But, no, that that's always really tricky. I, I love it, though. I love that um, I do get to jump in there and listen to people obviously like what you're producing. So we must be similar mm. in some way. And I suppose that's that's the cool thing is like, yeah, I get that feeling that it's, you know, like that the people that are in there, I suppose there's a difference between that and then when you, I don't know if you go into it, but like when you go on Twitter and, and things like that, you don't know who you're exposing to like in that regard. I actually had a conversation with another educator recently because I was saying I feel like Twitter 
I use that a lot and in an education sense as well as anything that I, I post, but I'm, I like I engage with other educators, but I always feel like we never have real conversations. I still feel like because you're posting and anyone can read it, there's a judgment on what you're saying and you feel more inclined to post less or filter or not actually be yourself and we'd actually met up in person, a group of us, and I said that was that felt like a much more real connection. And I suppose these iMessage groups and Discord channels feel a bit more like that because you feel like we are all here together for a common purpose. Like we all have got must have something similar, but you know that not everyone is reading it. I don't know. That's That's what I was feeling. But also like having you guys in there as a host, like maybe we feel like we know you as well because when you talk in your weekly podcast, we've got a sense of your personalities. So again, it goes back to, I think what I said before is when you're listening to the show, you feel like you're, you're mates with the, the, the host, you're friends with them, um, even though they don't know who you are. Um, so, <laughs> so even though in your brain, it's sort of going, oh, we're having our, you know, weekly or biweekly catch up. You know, like mm. I suppose that's a part of it as well. Maybe that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, you've, you've actually brought it beautifully full circle, whether it was inadvertent or not. So that's great. <laughs> and and I really like what you said uh, about engaging with different groups, whether it's Twitter or Discord uh, or iMessage, because certainly, and this is your story, not mine, but just to kind of confirm or extend what you were saying, uh, there are those differing expectations when you're a producer versus a listener or both and you're the owner of a space or uh, a kind of willing participant. So there is that kind of challenge, I think, in all these different groups, exactly like you said, to mm. work out, you know, do I leave the notifications on? Am I expected to speak in this way? Is it an open or a closed group? And and Discord, as I think you hit on quite well there, is um, it, it's a larger group maybe than what you have on iMessage, but it's not Twitter. So that's a bit of an interesting technological change that we've undergone. And talking about technological change or where things are heading, uh, you've spoken really interestingly about your experiences. And as I said, it came full circle. Are there things that you would like to change or that you kind of see in your podcast consumption future? Where do you think things are heading? Ah, oh, that's, a, that's a tough question. I actually, because I, I suppose I don't really think... Yeah, I, I don't actually know. I just say uh, at the moment I'm happy. I suppose if someone shares um, another show that they might like, um, mm-hmm. you know, like in some of the group chats that I've been on, I don't think anyone's shared other podcasts on Hemispheric Views. Maybe it's like uh, just, just scared to share competition. I can't remember. Maybe they have. But, um, I mean, apart from the ones that you guys listen to, oh, sure. like that's certainly, yeah, yeah, there. Like if you, and it's good to have that definition of why, like if someone says, I've, I'm listening to this and I'm really enjoying it. It's like, well, what are you getting out of it? Like, why am I going to add that to my queue? And I suppose that's, that's the biggest thing and how I can fit that in. And I will listen to the occasional one-off show. If someone says, oh, this is a really good episode, I might listen to it mm-hmm. and then decide, you know, like I will add this there. I suppose I really do. I follow a few at the moment that I do decide if I'm going to listen to by reading the show notes, which um, you guys will attest, you know, like (laughs) if you're doing a podcast, put some decent show notes in so that at least someone who's trying to decide what's, what, what am I going to get out of this episode? um, You can pretty much like skim over it and go, yeah, I want to listen to more of that. 
yeah, when there's nothing in there, you're just like, well, you know, what can I do with that? It'd be like opening a TV guide. We just, well, I suppose TV guides were a bit like that, but at least there was something that you could sort of say, well, what does this, what is this about? So that is helpful. But yeah, I do listen to some that, you know, like I I pick and choose what I'm going to listen to, but there are some that you just go, I know it should be good stuff and I'll keep going. So yeah, so my podcast future might be just seeing whatever comes my way, but at the moment I'm not, I'm not actively looking for more because like I've got enough at the moment. And I think I even called a couple the other day that, you know, like I just don't get to listen to. So it's yeah. like, you know, you're building up like 10, 20 episodes. You haven't like you, you've, you've left it there ready. And then you just suddenly go, you know what, if they're, if I can't even get one of them into my listening queue, then I probably don't need any of it, even though the show might be good. So. Perfect. Now, is there anything that I haven't asked you about personally about how you listen to podcasts or maybe something on the way in your story that you would like to discuss? Uh, I suppose the only other thing I could add is um, like the hardware or the devices. Um, sure. I always feel like there's never a runner's voice in any of these tech podcasts. I don't know mm. if um, if so many tech people just sit in front of their screens all day, but sometimes maybe. I'm listening to shows and I'm going, tell me the runner's perspective, how that works. I suppose one thing is um, I get enjoyment that I can just go for a run with my Apple Watch and I know that there's not many of us in the world that might do that and, like, especially seeing as, like, uh, Garmin is the biggest, I suppose, like, running watch device, like, in the world. Um, But even then I'll say to people, you know, I won't choose a Garmin because of how difficult it is to get podcasts on there because I don't want to carry my phone when I go for a run. I just want to take my watch, go for a run, headphones. So that's, that's I suppose, a big big thing for me was is when um, I could sync my podcast and my watch and just go for a run. Um, and same with audiobooks. Audible has a an app. It's a bit clunky. You have to jump through a few hoops to get your, your book on there. And it's a I have to plan two days ahead to try and make sure the book's on there. But at least once it's there, I can listen to, to the books. So I, I appreciate that and I appreciate the text like allowed that. I mean, it's just, it's pretty amazing, the, the Apple Watch in itself, but. Yeah. Okay. That's really interesting. So a greater diversity of activities or voices within tech podcasting, and I'm not going to name names within the Hemisphere Views listenership, but I do know that there are people who run who listen to the show. So just on (laughs) you particularly, um, you've spoken about how much you like listening. I mean, if it comes to running or runners' voices, have you ever dabbled in or would you see yourself doing the other side behind the microphone? Uh, Yeah, I definitely... um I think everyone aspires to be a podcast producer. Um, I feel like in every space, um, even in education, it's like, you know, lots of, lots of, especially in uh, ed tech sort of environment. um, I think lots of people will launch a podcast and definitely I've thought about it. Um, I've got a colleague here at work. We talk about TV shows and we're like, we should make a podcast about this. And even, yeah, like you say, like, wouldn't it be great to have someone that, you know, like brought that running perspective into tech a bit and sort of said, you know, like why, you know, why these decisions are are good, you know. Mm. Um, But at the same time, it's just like I always think, you know, like, yeah, you might get three listeners and, you know, one of them's your wife and one of them's your (laughs) your mum's. Supportive listeners, yeah. Yeah, and I think a lot of that is to do with, 
I suppose one of the interesting perspectives with podcasts, I think a lot of people already have their cue made up and it is hard to convince other people to listen to something else. I really do feel like podcasts seem to have like this is my, this is, this is what I can fit into a week and these are the shows that I've found and to break someone's habit and give them something new, I actually think is quite difficult in that podcast mm. space. So, Yes, I've thought about it, but I've also thought, is it worth all the effort for, you know, a, a small audience? Because I know there's a lot of competition out there. So, which I suppose possibly what went you went through when you went into Hemispheric Fuse or whatever, um, mm. the thought that is anyone going to be listening? I think Bubble Sort's the other show I listened to um, that I like. A bit similar to, I don't know, if, do you know Bubble Sort? I heard the name, but I, I haven't experienced oh, as a listener. No, okay, so there's a few... Actually, Scott was on it. He's in our Discord at the moment. I know he was um, in there this morning. He, oh. I think, produced it or he was in the show for a bit. Oh, there we and go. And we've got this John, what's his name, Chigi from um, Queensland. He And he's got the Engineered Network, so he, he was on it for a long time. But they always joke, you know, like this is our five listeners out there, um, you know, listening and, and you think they do put – people put a lot of effort into this and if there's not much of a market, like you do have to say, yeah, it would be a tough decision to make, yeah. But definitely, yes, I would love to make a podcast. Just I don't, don't know if my time can fit it in. Well, you've very kindly made the time for this one, so we'll consider this the kickstart of a potential future in that. Well, as I said to you, if you book me in, like if you just say, are you available at this time, yeah, that's yeah. far easier than just say, let me know when you're free because my job is like at the moment is I people come to me with their problems a lot of the time and I'm trying sure. to help, you know, fit that in. So if, mm. like, yeah, and even when you booked me in today, I was uh, contacted this morning to pick up a relief lesson and I had to uh, turn oh, it wow. down, which is very rare. So, um, yeah, so even that sort of thing, yeah, cool. Well, look, I'm very grateful for that and I'm sorry about the relief lesson, but um, <laughs> oh, this no, has been tremendous. The relief lesson's not that bad. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So, look, this has been fantastic. Um, I'm really uh, appreciative of your time. Uh, these things can be difficult to fit in and uh, there you go. It's proven that a calendar event with a time can work very accurately. Uh, is there anything else that you'd like to add before we wrap up? No, I'm good. I, I think, yeah, I feel like I've answered you. I'm hoping that you're, yeah, you, you're generally happy with what I've said. And um, yeah, no, it's, it was been good to talk and yeah, have that communication. Still feels a bit weird that I'm talking to you, but um, yeah. <laughs> I had this hey, thought. Look, Do I listen to podcasts. You, you could include this, so I'll make it good. Oh, sure, sure. Go. I listen to podcasts at one and a half times. Ah, right. That's interesting. So I Why was is a that? bit worried that you'd sound like you were drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Do I? You can be honest. No, you actually sound okay. Because some people I listen to, you know how like I think Overcast and Castro, you can share clips yep. from shows um, mm. and I'll listen to them and I'm like, oh, my God, these people sound like really, really slow right now because um, I'm just used to hearing them talking like their one and a half speed is is the voice in my head that that person always talks sure. in. So it's, I'm quite impressed how yeah you've you've you, you sound right. <laughs> well, I'm thrilled to hear that. Thank you so much. And I, I gather that you may end up listening to this at one and a half times. Yeah, one and a half speed. Yeah, and and that's that's that sounds better for you. That's more efficient, or just the rate that you prefer. Oh, yeah. It's it's kind of I think you know like um, I think Overcast brought in the. Um, 
like the smart speed and things like that. And then I yeah. just slowly started going, oh, let's try 1.1, let's try 1.2. And then mm-hmm. I think I've set it on one and a half and that just seems to be my brain can can take the content in um, mm-hmm. and for some reason it sounds normal. Sometimes I've considered is there a general speed in which people to talk in certain regions of the world that is a bit slower than maybe what Australians talk. That was maybe um, one thought that's gone through my head. I feel like sometimes I feel like, I don't know, I think Australians might talk a bit quicker than other people. I don't know. There's Could research be. for you. <laughs> so you're opening up new avenues for, for questioning. I know, that's right. I don't know. Sorry. I'm going <laughs> no, off no, on that's tangent. great. No, no, that's perfect. Well, I think this has been great. Um, And if there's anything else that you'd like to add, don't hesitate. Uh, I think you know where to find me. I know where to find you. But are you happy to wrap up at this point? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. Well, look, thank you so much for your time, David. It's been really, really uh, interesting and valuable to hear about your listing experience. And uh, also thank you for your kind comments about the very show that you subscribe to that we happen to be in. So that's great. (laughs) That's right. It's it's lucky that I like it, isn't it, really? <laughs> Absolutely. Great at that point. So thank you so much, David. No worries. Thank you.